Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Glenn Power is sitting across from me, which means we've rolled up the old garage door. The workshop is open. That's the workshop of the air. And we're fixing cars. Your cue to get involved if something's going on with your vehicle. Good evening, Glenn. Good evening. I gotta say, I think the guys in before me, these headphones I'm wearing right now, are so loud. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at some of the text there, and there's something about some crazy music so yeah, I, I have no I idea what's going on. Yeah. but uh, great to have you in once again and uh, always always interesting as you know the summer temperatures are arriving and are people doing the basic checks on their vehicles yeah well not really no no not at all <laughs> no, no that, that's that tends to be uh tends to be the first few weeks it catches people out i mean we yeah. are still only in april yeah. but it's already 40 degrees yeah uh, every car needs AC repairs. Every car mm. has a coolant leak or is overheating. Yep. Yeah. I, I was out for a little jog this morning, and I, I did my civic duty as I was <laughs> running by a car that was parked out front of a school. So I'm running an academic city. Early enough, but late enough. So right around school drop-off. Yeah. And this person's car was making a really bad sound. <laughs> but they were parked. So uh, it, it could be... It, it's, it was coming on and off. So it was something to do with either a pulley, a belt, air yeah. conditioning, probably. Yeah. I just rapped on the window and I said, hey, your, your car's really making a weird sound. You might want to come out and just check it. And they kind of gave me a you know, a, a, a quizzical face, <laughs> but I, and I said, look, I, I'm just, keep, I'm just jogging by and they did get out and you could see that there was some concern. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you hear someone's car, if your own vehicle is, is not behaving as it used to, or has in the past, ask some questions and go get some help because oh, yeah. you know, the summer's coming. We all know what the summer is. And, and this is, you've lived here long enough to know that, you don't want to be standing at the side of the road uh, midday. So. Definitely not. From mm. now till September. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, all the more reason now because it's so unforgiving. Yeah. You know, the slightest problem, even even something that you see the problem is with some problems that affect it in the heat, such as fans not working or perhaps you've got a fault with the thermostat or maybe a small coolant leak mm. through the winter when you can drive and, and the temperatures are pretty cool you might not necessarily notice that with any mm. symptoms of how the car operates. You wouldn't necessarily notice the AC not working very well because you haven't perhaps got it turned up all the way. Sure. Now you do, and you haven't got much time between the overheating warning light or sound or just noticing the gauge actually coming into view, and then all of a sudden there's mm. a big problem. Mm. So and, and then we get the uh, an additional issue that happens, again, as temperatures rise. If you do have a coolant leak, it might be evaporating before exactly. it actually yeah. pools somewhere. Exactly. So you don't see it dripping out. You don't mm. see it on the, on the floor when you've parked the car. Quite right. So there's, uh, you know, it, it, I'm always amazed, and this is another thing. I, 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 in, in an earlier life as a student, I worked for the city and I, the town of Ajax. And I worked as uh, in the parks department, so I was one of those guys who was inspecting uh, playgrounds and yep. cutting grass, and you know, everyone's seen those guys driving tractors. Yep. And every morning when we got into our vehicles, we had to do a walk around 
tire pressure, inspect the tires, you know, coolant levels, oil every day. There was a, a 10 minute routine where you had a check sheet or or not, but you you had all these points that you had to look at and make sure that were your vehicle was ready. And, and I I'm, a, I'm amazed at the number of people who don't even do a basic walk around of their vehicles. Yeah, it's it's quite easy. You see that with with corporate operations, you know, that those vehicles make the money. Yeah. So that then focuses people to look after them more and and we kind of forget that you getting in the car starting it and driving it to work and back although that's not actually making you any money the actual job that you do in the day that you need it to get you to work you know that that's critical if you can't fix your car and you don't have a second car if you you know you so you need to keep on top of the maintenance let's do the litmus test right now Mm. everyone who's listening going ah yeah 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 (laughs) james and glenn blathering on okay so just do the litmus test for yourself if tomorrow morning your car was unavailable and you only noticed that tomorrow morning at 7 a.m yep your car was not going to be available how would that impact your life tomorrow morning and that is what is going to happen at some point during a day. Exactly. Are are you going to have a backup plan? How inconvenienced are you going to be when your vehicle is out of commission for two or three days because something wasn't treated? Uh, you, you didn't take it in for your minor service or your major service. Yep. And and didn't get your you know it's, it's like a, it's like a, in in many countries when you go into winter you get the the winter checkup or that's right the spring comes you change the tires from in in Canada you'd get your winter tires taken off your summer tires put on and again you get your car checked up you get a a service done on it yeah you got to get your summer service done now yeah it's sometimes it's it's sort of it's opposite isn't it to yeah. to what we're used to from from where we come from and and like you say a winter check was pretty commonplace. Certainly in the UK, we used to do them in, even in the uh, dealership that I worked in. So that, that's just one of those things that you kind of get used to. And it was always that, even to the point where I remember my grandfather telling me that he used to change to different oil before they sure. had multi-grade grade oil. Yeah, so yeah, they'd sure. have winter oil and summer oil. And yeah. he used to change the oil himself. I remember that. And that was part of the, the maintenance and sort of the joy of owning a car. But now... There's very little you can do yourself at home, certainly here, because a lot of us have shared parking or street parking, so it's, it's very difficult to do anything And where are you going to put that oil? Where it's a little bit easier right, exactly, at home, yeah. you, you know, you've you know, you got the garages a little bit closer, so you, but I, I guess I could take the oil, put it in the back of my vehicle, or pour it back into the the, the, the containers that it's coming in, and then take it to the Enoch Epco yeah, or my no, garage. Yeah, we get rid of it for you, and yeah, you could do that. So I could do it. Like you say... It's not easy here when you don't have, typically yeah. you don't have a dedicated area. And you don't have all the tools probably. And exactly. And yeah. it's hot. Yeah. Even laying on the tarmac to yep. get under the car, it's yeah. 60 degrees sometimes. Here's an interesting question that got held over from last week. And uh, clearly coming from someone uh, in North America saying, any idea why we don't have hot weather tires like winter tires back in North America? Yeah, we have high temperature rated tires and you'll get yeah. a rating on the tire. It'll say there's there's typically a, a, a letter so it will say temperature and that means the rating for temperature and then you'll mm-hmm. have an a or a b or a c you really don't want to see <laughs> really if you can avoid a b we we go for a rated here there are some of the more recognized brands um goodyear michelin that have hot weather tires or mm. ultra high temperature tires yeah and sounds like a good idea it is a good idea now obviously they're very over-engineered and yeah. there's a lot more technology goes into them and there's a lot more work goes into them and so you're saying there's a lot more price there's goes a lot into more them. price associated yeah. with buying them but that's the way it is uh, it, it's one of those situations where 
we see a lot of blown out tyres here. Now, a lot yeah. of the time is down to people not maintaining the pressures properly. It's normally the commercial vehicles. Mm. I always look at them and think that they're overloaded or yeah. they haven't inflated and fortunately the rta is doing a great job now of spot checking and literally so much more enforcement that if those guys have somehow slipped through the net they will be caught i see every single morning there's a um (laughs) a place on my route into work uh police and rta just normally two of each yeah sat there and they'll pull every single commercial vehicle in and yeah, yeah I, I always think oh, that you obviously haven't inflated the, the tires to the right pressure and then they've loaded it up and then it's blown out because in the temperatures we have. Yeah. I mean, you see sometimes, you see the tarmac split on the road when these things ride over it. You know, you see the grooves in the tarmac. That's just the weight, the sheer weight of the truck on the tarmac splitting it yeah. with the camber of the road. So if it can do that to tarmac and asphalt, think what it's doing to the tires. And, and yeah. this is where... Although they are expensive, high-temperature tires, it's obviously worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's something that even myself, after reading that message from last week that we've held over, I thought you know that's a really good idea, and you switch them out. So during the cooler months, I put it back on my my four-season radials. During the hot months, I put on the summer tires. Ooh, what a great thought! Yeah, I, I don't. I, maybe it's just the fact that they've reached their limit currently or it's not economical to make super high temperature obviously they have super high temperature resistant tires because you look at race car race yeah. cars race yeah. cars have got super high temperatures coming out of the tires yeah. so they can do it but no one's going to buy a set of race car tires for their daily yeah. driver yeah. so maybe it's just a matter of bringing it down yeah. in price or someone marketing it yeah maybe that's it maybe yeah. someone has got to start saying hey you know what we got a solution for you yeah Ooh, a little side business for you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do some research. Yeah, yeah. there we go. It, by the way, if, if you're joining us, as you have, you've tuned in, you're wondering, what are these two guys talking about? This is the Car Clinic. Glenn joins me every week at this time from GT Auto Center. And essentially, you got something going on with your vehicle. you got questions about anything to do with the mechanics of your automobile. You're unsure of something. You've been told something. you got a question about how to repair something. Maybe you're holding your receipt in hand right now, and you're not sure if you've been taken to the cleaners or if you've won the lottery. Give us a call. Give us an SMS. We are happy to answer every and all questions. Nothing is too small. This is the Car Clinic. You want a second opinion? You want someone to bounce some ideas off? Glenn's here. Phone lines are open. SMS lines are open. We want to hear from you. It's that simple. Hanny texted into the program last night with a, an interesting question. And you know, this we, we've been talking about this off air just now. We've talked about this last night as well. And it's, it's a tough one, but let me read it out to you, Glenn. It says, my friend bought a secondhand 2012 high-end Korean car. It passed the RTA test. He was advised to get it re-inspected also by the agency for more peace of mind. No damage was found. Two weeks later, a crack in the radiator caused the fluid to leak out and the engine overheated beyond possible repair, despite precautions having those inspections done. I'm not sure which RTA inspection uh, he, he, they had done, so that's the first question. We don't know. No. And not sure what kind of inspection the agency did either, but well, let me continue. Uh, the car is non-drivable now. The engine and cooling need to be replaced. My friend is frustrated, and the crack was not detected in any inspection. What are your thoughts? First things first, like we say, we don't know what kind of inspection they had, but if they were pre-purchase inspections, then they're very, very comprehensive. Yeah. So, um, I mean, typically, we don't know what car it is, but mm. if it's a high-end one, 
that kind of car is going to take two or three hours for us to do it over at GT and that's the same I would yeah. think for anywhere worth going to so therefore it's been a comprehensive test now that's not to say so I so that I guess that's the first little box to tick if, yeah. it, if this was just a visual check and yeah. you went in took a look yep 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 boom get out of here in 10 minutes that's different that's yeah, yeah you didn't have the right inspection stuff yeah that's like the guy rings you to buy your car comes around and kicks your tires and then says I'll yeah. give you 10,000 less than you asked for <laughs> basically that's what you've had done but if it's if it's been one that's taken time you've probably paid in the range between 400 and 500 dirhams it's comprehensive now we don't know what you had done, but I would assume that's what it was. It's obviously had to have the mandatory RTA inspection because yeah. you, it's changed owners, so that would have also been done. And they, they do check for leaks and anything that's dangerous to yeah. the to the vehicle and other vehicles on but the again, road. But again, it's just a visual but check. But it's only visual. So there is no way of knowing whether this would have been something that could have been picked up or not. What is critical to also remember here is that a radiator like anything on a car can fail at any time mm. so it, it could just be bad luck it could be that it's just really bad timing uh, if you'd have said to me that they had found an issue with the condenser for the ac and then they changed that and then two weeks later the radiator goes then you might think well hang on a minute why didn't you see it you were in there you know the condenser's mm. bolted on in front of the radiator have they damaged it putting it back etc but that's not the case here. Things will fatigue. If it's cracked, it's most likely the plastic part of the radiator. That's mm. the tanks on the end. Uh, on Which is end. I- ironic that they're plastic. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so down to down to cost again. But uh, that that would be the most likely sign, place sorry, for a crack to occur. If that has cracked, then that, yeah, say it can crack at any time. And the radiator is at the front of the car. Anything flicked up off the road, stone, it's going to flick through a piece of tire, grill, and then it's going to hit the radiator. And if yeah. it hits the plastic at any speeds, it can crack it. So mm. it sounds like it's bad luck, and it's one of those things where I, I tell you now, if you bring your car to me for a pre-purchase inspection, we can be as comprehensive as we want, but we have to draw the line somewhere. We don't take the engine apart and measure the bearings, we don't measure the bores, we don't measure pistons, we don't do that kind of thing because the costs involved in doing that make it unnecessarily expensive to then do the test. So likewise, we don't go and take the radiator cap off or the expansion tank cap off and do pressure tests on cooling systems. Mm. Because if it's driving in okay, the coolant level's fine and there's no visible signs of any leaks, a pressure test is unnecessary at that time yeah so again we have to be mindful that you have to draw a line somewhere and you can't check everything 100 percent fatigue parts will happen and when they break they break it's just a very unfortunate situation as a bit of a counter to the end point maybe the engine is repairable i don't know who's giving you the report that it isn't repairable i don't know how they've justified that if they've been able to justify it and you're happy then fine but i would strongly advise getting a second opinion on whether or not you can repair that engine Hmm. because korean car like i said we don't know what it is but there's only a few brands it could be and from my experience they tend to be pretty resilient to overheating yeah so my, my question ultimately became hold on a second if this thing lost its radiator fluid, yeah. you should have had sensors going off all over the place. And as soon as you either notice it or that that temperature gauge starts to rise, stop. Hit the hit the shoulder, turn yeah. the machine off, your turn your engine off, yeah. and say, dodge that bullet. Exactly. 
Yeah, so. it's it's about reacting to it, and obviously, uh, some people leave the cars parked in parking lots while they go and get their kids out of school, or they go yeah. into the shop or something, which happens here just because we don't want the car to get so hot while yeah. while we're out of it. If that happened at that time, that's very unlucky. Yeah. Like say, James, if normally you'd expect it to happen while you're driving, and if you yeah. see those warnings, you have to stop. Henny, I know that's not the answer you wanted to hear, but the the silver lining to this is why not get a second opinion outside the agency? It's a 2012 year model, well outside a warranty. Uh, maybe you will get good news. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go. Very simple. Thank you very much for that one, Henny. Bulat's come in with a, a question. He had his radiator changed uh, half a year ago, and uh, so it's new. But he says the coolant in the coolant reservoir starts boiling. I think if the car is driven for uh, long distances, I can see that by uh, uh, that because there are a lot of bubbles coming out in the reservoir when uh, driven short distances, uh, small bubbles start coming out. Then more and more with uh, boiling noises when driving. Uh, when I'm driving more, it, it becomes a little bit worse. Um, a leak was found and fixed a few weeks ago, but it still gets this boiling. Should I be concerned? So what we have to think about there is the coolant system. The coolant system is pressurized. The reason it's pressurized uh, is just down. It's a side effect of it being sealed, but it's mm. also kept and, and maintained at a pressure because it prevents the water boiling at 100 degrees. So there's a pressure valve that lets it go into that reservoir. So then in the typically in the cap, you have a spring which is rated to a certain pressure, and once it gets over that pressure, the spring obviously compresses, and then it allows the pressure to vent. Now, if that cap isn't working, so if the valve isn't working, it's not holding pressure, then that's the same as having the cap off. Mm. So then the water will boil at 100 degrees. Once it's boiling, it becomes useless because it starts to evaporate. So that could be something worth looking at. It's normally a, a leak in the system or something wrong with the pressure cap if it's boiling, unless the bubbles you see aren't from the water boiling, they are combustion gases if they're combustion gases it means there's an internal issue with the engine somewhere head gasket being the most common Mm. you've had a few instances of leaks and overheating perhaps i'm inferring that from the message but you've certainly had a few instances of leaks so it may be worth a thought that it's getting worth getting a combustion gas Mm. test on those bubbles that are coming out of the course i think we're i think as if i'm reading this message right it's a sonata 2011 year model Mm. so Well, I would get it checked. Uh, it's especially with all the information you've got here. Yeah, that's exactly what you need to give to somebody. You know, you take and when the car's in front, it's so much especially easier. Especially if it's see. nice and hot. Exactly. And yeah. you get there, keep it running, and say, "Hey, come and check this out. What do you think's going on? This is what I've had done in the last X Y Z period. Yeah. What do you think?" Yeah, I agree with that. It, it, it's one of those situations where if it is overheating and you've got things like ACs not working, you know, and you can. F- you can smell a hot engine, right? Yeah. Even if you don't know what you... You, you, you can smell coolant. Yeah. Which is just, another reason why yeah. I love to make sure that I have whatever Prestone or whatever model you want to call. I love having that in my vehicles because if it is boiling over yeah. or something's going on, you smell it. Yeah. One thing I would just point out is try and make sure before you start the car in the morning, the coolant level is fine. Make sure it's got the correct level of coolant in it and that mm. even if that's just going to be water because water is yeah. better than nothing and then take it straight into the workshop do not under any circumstances open the cap yeah. whether that's on the radiator or you have an expansion tank do not open that when 
you've had the engine operating for any amount of time simply because if we are dealing with a head gasket or something internal on the engine those gases that come out of the engine then get into the coolant system even if the engine's been run for 30 seconds and it's not hot per se yeah. those gases provide pressure and as soon as you open the cap it's going to blow the okay. cap off yes. so just be very careful that you don't open the system whilst the, after the engine's been running and so our, our hope here Bulat, is a that this is not a big issue and uh, maybe this is standard operating procedure for the vehicle but b i think you're doing the absolute right thing by getting in touch with us yeah. and ultimately you need to go to your go and get this uh, checked out at your your garage make yeah. sure the vehicle's doing it and nice and hot that's right i mean it could be a typical it could just be that you've had so many repairs done that perhaps the last one that was done for the leak there was now air in the system that needs to be bled out and if you get it bled out you might have solved the problem but it could also go to the there being another leak or a problem with the cap as we've said or even worse than that so definitely get it checked quickly Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. He does that, uh, does this every week. Comes in and helps you walk your way through issues with your vehicles. This is the car clinic. We're fixing cars on the radio. It's as simple as that. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. We're talking about cars. We're talking about car maintenance. We're talking about your bills for getting things fixed. If you got some questions and you're wondering what did they actually do as you read through the parts, you need some uh, someone to help define what's going on there. Give us a call. Get involved on the SMS line. Love to hear from you. Uh, great text just comes through. It says, you were talking uh, a little while back, so I, I'm thinking this is like weeks back, <laughs> but about James's paint color, and it said, do we, and I guess this was, oh, I want to get green. a grasshopper green. Yeah. Grasshopper green, a grasshopper on the windshield green that I want to <laughs> get the car. We want to get that on the RTA uh, approval. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was talking to a couple of my students. They think they might know the person I can go talk to. I can't uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking it as a personal challenge to find me where <laughs> I credit. Yeah, which emerald am I gonna have to go to? But it's um, so it says you're talking about paint color. Do we need permission to change the color of our car? Question mark. Yeah, yes we do. And I don't know where the listeners from, but in the UK where I'm from, we needed permission. You had to fill out the a tear off strip on your regi- on your ownership document and. you send it send it away and say i'm changing the color and then they would send you a new ownership document yeah, saying that the okay. vehicle you now own was pink or whatever color right. you changed it to so i think it's the same pretty much everywhere in the world but here it's, it's a similar to that but you go with your vehicle the existing color or the currently registered color and then you tell the authority what you want to do with it and if you want to change it to purple with yellow spots you need permission for it if you want to put branding on it, you need permission for it. Uh, probably a trade license. There you and go. And then that's right. You just yeah. then even if you're going to get your car foiled, you the, usually the guys who are doing the foiling will get permission from. That's the right. RTA. Most people like say if we do a, a, a color change, we can handle that process. Yeah. If if it's if it's branding, so if it's corporate branding for your company, you need to do that yourself. Hmm. Um, but but we can handle the color change for you. Uh, and like you say, foiling companies will do the same part of the service but yeah you need all all the approvals and then if you go and peel your foil off you need the approval before (laughs) you peel it off again there you go so yeah there are questions answered make sure you get permission if you're going to do anything but it is quite easy you just one thing to bear in mind is you only get 30 days okay so if you're doing a restoration project on a on a car and you want to change the whole color of the car just bear in mind that if it's a classic and there's going to be a lot of work to do on the chassis and underneath the body and it needs welding and all lots of repairs it's probably worth doing that first 
before you get the approval because yeah. you only get 30 days and then if it runs out you have to go back again yeah. and if the vehicle's not mobile to get there then you're going to have a serious problem yeah. so mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. let's head to line four we've got uh bridge joining us bridge good evening <laughs> welcome to nightline the car clinic how can we help you and did i pronounce your name did i pronounce your name correctly by the way uh no it's uh Brej. there it's there you Armenian. go yeah, Armenian. Armenian name. Oh, great yep. to have you on the show. First time caller? Um, yeah, first time caller, but I've been to all the other shows. Awesome. Uh, well, hey, welcome I, to Nightline then. This is awesome. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to reach you a couple of times, but I never had the chance to, but this is great. Okay. Uh, so, great opportunity. Well, yeah. Brej, how can we help you? Yeah, so basically, let me tell you what car I have. Uh, it's a 2007 uh, Dodge Charger, oh, 2.5 liter engine. Sweet. Two, and it has done around almost 350,000 kilometers. Just what I love to Good hear. Effort. Someone who's driving that car <laughs> until yeah. its last kilometer. What's the exactly. issue? What's the yeah. issue? Well, I, I, basically, you know, the car models, what has happened is usually uh, after a certain period of time, it, you get this engine light coming on. And I've taken it to the uh, service centers. They, they've told me, okay, it's some sensors which had an issue and stuff. And I had an advice from one of my friends. He just, just said to continue using it. There's nothing wrong with the car until, you know, you could continue using it. I said, fine, okay. Uh, later on during the weeks, not during the same time, but months passed on, I've been kept on using it, you know. And I noticed that there was, uh, yeah, the temperatures raised off, like just like the coolant box we just had a discussion. Uh, then I, I, I took it to a mechanic to check out because I was overheating and I did all the instructions and I found out it was a coolant box. It had some issues. Uh, we found a few leakages. Still, it, it still didn't work out. Finally, I bought a new, brand new cool box, fixed it in. It was perfect. It was fine. Hmm. Um, so what I actually found out was, yeah, it worked out well. There was no more overheating. Okay. And yeah, the bubbles kept on coming a little bit, but that was okay. There was no other major issues. Uh, but later on, I found out that during the by starting, it also used to have some. It used to take time to start, so that was another issue. But the engine lights usually used to come on whenever I had to drive the car, and yeah, when I did the test, I just found it was some sensors which kept on going on and off, power sensors, and there was another one with the uh, what you say, one of the cylinders going off. Oh no! Actually, not sitting into the cylinders. So yeah, those are the issues, but. Uh, still, so far, touch wood, the car is going smoothly, and I'm using it till the last drop. Yeah. So, uh, what? so you just sharing your story with us? Is that uh, is that was that where we're going, or do you, is there something you want to bounce off us? Because that sounds yeah, like I just want to, yeah. I just want to know how how could I solve these center issues uh, cause yeah. of the car? Is there any way I can clear off the engine light because it keeps on annoying, you know? Yeah. Well, and yeah. It just depends what sensor we're talking about here. There's a lot on that engine as there are on most modern engines. Do you know what, exactly. what it is? When you took it in, they plugged it into the computer and, and gave you the diagnostic? Yeah, I, actually there's a certain technique or way that you can do it by yourself. And yeah. I got those codes and I did a Google search on them and I found the codes. There's something to do with uh, high solenoid valves, uh, high level low circuits and kind of, yeah, basically it's solenoid valves. Okay. Um, it, if it's saying solenoid valves, it would sound, especially with you saying you have an issue when it cranks for a little bit longer before it fires when you first start it, it may yep. be something to do with the variable valve timing. 
Now, if, if that's that, if that is the case, I would say don't keep driving it without getting it fixed because we don't want the timing to fail. If the timing goes out of spec, you can have internal issues on the engine. So certainly, if that's the case, then then get it fixed. Solenoid okay. valves do fail. They, yeah. they they open and close and and they're doing that all the time so they they will wear out from time to time they are dependent on engine oil so also you need to make sure that the engine is maintained quite well make sure the engine oil stays clean and then mm-hmm. that's if that's the case uh, it could be something else but obviously without being without seeing that print out from the diagnostic i wouldn't know but certainly sure. get it checked and obviously if an engine does misfire, so if you do have an issue with timing or anything like that, it will typically run hotter. So if it's running hotter, then you are going to get things like expansion tanks and the coolant bottle, as you, as you described it, failing. So you, you don't want to keep yeah. having that issue if it is running slightly out of time. So that's something to bear in mind. So I would I would say definitely get that checked out if it if it's that, if it's pertaining to that. Yeah. Okay, uh, just one more question. If I would like to like sell the car and you know at whatever value I can get, what how much do you think I can sell it off for if it's possible well it's difficult to say it depends on a lot of factors the <laughs> yeah. condition of it i mean obviously it's got a problem at the moment as well so it's not something that yeah. i'd be able to do is sell a yeah. car with a fault so I, I think yeah i mean what i what i found that actually these cars have all all of them have the same issue especially the six cylinder ones if you yeah. keep on driving it for a while so yeah, yeah, thank you, you very you, much. So, so, you know what? I just one last thing. You can get a good idea on Dubizzle. Check out what people are offering there. But the other side is, really, do take it into your mechanic and have them plug yeah. in the computer because it gives a far more detail as opposed to just um, what the fault is. It, it might give some some indication of other pieces that are are not coming up on the sensors mm-hmm. at this point. Sure, sure. So, uh, sure. You, you might get another hundred thousand out of it if you. If you, you know, just get another checkup. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, do you know? Do let us know how you make out with this. We'd love to know what what became of it, or if uh, you just keep going as you're going. Yeah, right. Right now, it's just parked in my house. I'm using a rental car, and because uh, I'm working in Dubai Dhabi now, and oh dear, okay, living in Dubai, yeah, and so I do the kilometers quite a lot. Yeah, excellent. Well, Good. you know, Thank get, you get it fixed. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. You know, this, this is a challenge a lot of people we all face, right? As we talk yeah. to our friends, friends give us advice. Sometimes spend the couple hundred dirhams, go see the mechanic, and and make an informed decision from the person who uh, can plug in, take a look around, and offer you some some experience based on what you're describing. Yeah, so on the Chrysler-based cars, you can uh, it tells you in the owner's manual yeah. how to get the fault codes up in the display, yeah. which is a good thing. Yeah, I've done that before. But at the same time. <laughs> The problem, the first, the first issue is, if you put any fault code into a search engine, the first hit you're going to get on that is invariably a forum. Mm, yeah. And forums are those are dangerous, <laughs> very dangerous places. Yeah. Hey, they're good for some information, but yeah. inevitably, you know, yeah. There's a lot of angry people on forums. I always there find. are. Yeah. yeah, it's very. Yeah. yeah, they're always angry with people like me, actually. Yeah, there you go. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mechanic, he's ripping us off. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, Bulat's come back. He's, he, remember Bulat uh, had the coolant reservoir, starts boiling yeah. issue. He says, so what do you think it might be? And again, without seeing it, it becomes very difficult. But it could be as simple as the, the pressure cap. Could be, yeah. I, I would I would just get it checked because if it's something that simple, that's such an easy fix that, yeah. you know, if you get it confirmed, you simple as let it cool down, take the old one off and put the new one on. Yeah. And, yes, and those simple. aren't those aren't expensive, typically. No, no. especially on. Uh, I think we're looking at 2011 Sonata. And there are varying pressures for the same vehicle can have varying pressures. So mm. make sure if you've had that replaced, perhaps in the past, perhaps maybe that was they a, put the wrong maybe cap. Maybe put on. the lower pressure on yours. Yeah. you have to always think about that. Yeah, 
There you go. Pretty easy stuff. Uh, but definitely go get it checked. Yep. Uh, this is the car clinic. Glenn joining us from GTO Auto Center. We're fixing cars. Um, what are you listening to? It's the car clinic. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. You got issues with vehicles. Glenn can walk you through those repairs. Give you an idea what's going on. Uh, you know, a sounding board. He's a sounding board. It's that simple. Oh, right. Yeah, that's how that works. So a lot of people have obviously had radiator issues. And here's another one that's come in about the radiators. And, and it's really clarifying what we've been speaking about. And it goes on to say, I uh, have an Infiniti FX35. I, it just powered down and stopped suddenly on Sheikhzayed Road a month ago. No fluid loss, no sign whatsoever. Dealer said the radiator and thermostat failed. They repaired it. Expensive replacement, but it's fixed. Car was serviced a month earlier, so I agree. Unpredictable problem. Yeah. That sounds simple. Like you say, pretty much what we've been saying. And with anything on an engine, it's unpredictable. Yeah. Anything on a, any machine whatsoever is unpredictable, but certainly something like a radiator that's getting so hot and isn't a single piece. They're not single yeah. pieces, so there are joins and seals mm. and... Something could block up one of yeah. the, you know, the, the, whatever we call them, one of the, the pipes that are, that are in there. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's backed up and then, or yeah. corrodes or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It goes on yeah. and on, yeah. Hey, let's head over to line four. We've got Naveed joining us. Naveed, welcome to the car clinic. How can we help you? I uh, just wanted to update you. A couple of months ago, I gave you a call regarding my fabulous Dutchman, my SJ Cruiser. Yes. Yeah. I clocked up about 450 kilometers on it. Okay. Uh, I've driven down Jabal Akhtar to Oman a couple of times, and it was great. It was my best ride ever. Nice. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I finally, uh, last week, got it sold. Okay. And it uh, still loved up to its mark, so I was quite happy. So did, did so you get Did you get it, what you wanted for it? Uh Pretty much, it okay. may, I mean, 3,000 less than what initially I was planning to, but okay. after a lot of uh, problems, which I fixed and repaired, because I, I mean, driving it for so long, I felt responsible yeah. at least to fix them up before I sell it off. Yeah, well, hey, that's, uh, that's But awesome I did that. Hear. It was main problems was with the gearbox. No mm. one could figure it out. I mean, I had switched at least four garages. Really? And, uh, yeah, four of them. And every ba- every single time you went in, uh, they charge you about 4K, oh. uh, each one of them. And I actually spent a lot of it on it, but uh, yeah, but you know, when you have an emotional attachment to it, because that yep. was the car that uh, was my first car out of college. Oh, man. Uh, which, and I got it on my on my birthday. Oh, so, yeah. So uh, my, my first son was in it, so, it's, huh. so, so you know. It's I can't believe you got rid of that FJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did did you shed a tear when the, when they drove sat, off? It actually sat off for roughly about seven months uh, in my building car parking lot. Once the landlords got in touch with me, you know, you need to remove it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I still got it fixed and decided to sell it. Oh man! Hey, well that's oh, that's good news. That's really good news. I'm yeah, glad. I'm, glad I'm glad trying you. to get another one. Yeah. Uh, I'm driving a rental right now, but I, I'm just saving up so I get another one, uh, another FJ. For sure. It's fantastic. Good luck with it. Yeah, absolutely. Great luck. And who knows? You know what? Uh, are you talking used or new? Uh, I've, I've, I'm driving a, a rent as well as bought a used uh, Corolla, so I'm happy okay. with it. But this time, I'm, I don't know. Um, I think I might go for a used one this time for a couple okay. of years and then see if I can get another smaller one. Now, there's there's a lot of good deals on vehicles right now. If you walk into those showrooms uh, pre-Ramadan, I'm telling you, they, wanna, uh, yeah. they want to move vehicles. Could be your lucky day. 
Yes, hopefully. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Keep us keep us up to date on on uh, where you go next. I, it's you're part of the family, so we we want to know what's going on. And you know, I'm emotionally attached now to that FJ that you sold as well. It's like, uh, uh, it's, it's kind of making me sad. <laughs> but cool. All right, guys. Hey. Nice talking to you. You too. Thank Have you. a great night. Have a nice Bye. Bye. Yeah. See, he's he's got rid of the FJ. He's going to get another one. Yeah. Four, four different places <laughs> for the gearbox. Though. That's frightening. No. That and and each time they charge them about four grand. Yeah, that's I'd be crying. Horrible. That, I know. I'd be crying at that point. And yeah, I, yeah. There's nothing more to say. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's just, just going thinking about it, aren't we? Just like no. Yeah. Hey, here's another one. Uh, I've gone through three windshield wiper motors in two years. Bad luck, or do you think there's more going on? No, that doesn't sound like bad luck. That sounds like uh, something else is wrong there. So why are they being changed? That's the first thing to to ask. Why are they being changed? If they're they're being changed because they're corroded, there's water damage, then maybe there's a problem with the the rain shield and the water shield. Maybe that's the issue you've got. If they're being changed because they're wearing out, then there's perhaps something wrong with the linkages. Maybe the linkages are too tight and it's overloading the motor or... The motor is perhaps not the right one for that application, and it's yeah, it could be. Eh? So that I'd be looking at those things first. It seems to me very, very excessive. I mean, I can't, we don't even I, use those I things. Can, I can probably count. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the I, other can, thing. I can probably count. I can probably count easily less than a hundred wiper motors that I've changed, and that's. That's going back to the UK. Going back to the UK, yeah. yeah. When it's, so there's they're on all day, on. every day. Yeah, there's something going on here. So there's something wrong there. Hmm. Yeah, okay. for sure. The alarm bell should be going off. Yeah. Saying, okay. Most likely, and the simplest, easiest thing to check is whether it's actually the right mower. Yeah. And the way the way to do that would be just ask someone to confirm the part when they take it off and give you the part number, or, or, yeah. or just just ask the agency of the of the brand of car it is. Second to that, is the linkage okay? Yeah. Um, that's quite a simple fix. If not. But I wouldn't put another one of the same motor on, for sure. There we go. Another question's coming about AC. AC fan only works on one speed. Replace it, or is there a fix? I guess they're so, talking about the one in, in the vehicle. Right? Yeah, so the blower the blower, would, yeah. so the blower motor in the vehicle. If it's only working on one speed, normally the problem with that is it'll work on full speed yeah. and not on the <laughs> others. And that's just because the... The, the fan, the blower motor, will work on 12 volts at full speed. Uh, to, to regulate it to a slower speed, there's a resistor in there, which is variable. So on speed 4 is full, that's 12 volts. Speed 3, it might be 9 volts. And then speed 2 might be 6 volts. And yeah, speed 1 3 volts. Yeah. So the resistor normally fails. The resistor is basically what it's doing what it says. It's resisting electrical current. So yeah. that means it gets very, very hot and they do fail. So especially here, when the first thing we do is get in the car and crank on the AC. Crank on the AC. So they do fail. I would think it's the resistor that's failed there, but normally it's a sign that perhaps the motor's starting to stick and jam a little mm. bit if it's overloading. Can you just replace the resistor? Or yes. No. Oh, okay. Yes, but uh, best practice tends to be with. Depends on how it's operated, but yeah. best practice tends to be change it with the blower motor as well. Okay. So if you're looking at a few. Hundred dirhams. Yeah. Plus. But it's not. It's normally to, nine times out of ten. It's a, dash, yeah, nothing. nine times out of ten, it's a simple job. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's what I'm like to hear. Yeah. It's it's not like I'm ripping off the dash because I've got some 
No. <laughs> the no. evaporator for my air <laughs> conditioning yeah, is not no. working. If you've got to take the dash off to do the blow yeah. mode, just do the evaporator while you're in yeah. there. Yeah, well, which is, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure out how these engineered vehicles that, <laughs> why any engineer would not be punished for putting an evaporator in a place that you can't get it out because they know they're going to fail eventually. Two issues, as we've said before. Firstly, an engineer trusts himself or herself yeah. to, to do the job that will never fail. But also... <laughs> yeah. That's arrogance. They didn't design <laughs> the car and they didn't sign off on it. They would have definitely put a hatch in there like yeah. a door to get in exactly. and change it. It's the accountants and the costs of the yeah. overall production well, that I want to meet that, that person yeah. and have a conversation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Tell me about it. So sort of scars oh, on my arm oh, for. Glenn, as always, been a great night. Love when you come in. And folks, look, you're listening and, and during the week something's going on with your vehicle and you're thinking, i got to talk to Glenn. You can go find him at GT Auto Center. But if you're just thinking, I, I just want to pose the question, it's come to mind, it's going to come in about five minutes' time, Nightline at Dubaii1038.ae. Send them in throughout the week. I fire them over to Glenn anyway. You know what? He'll respond to you. Or, like I said, drop in and uh, have a conversation with Glenn over at GT Auto Center. They're behind the Garden Center over there in Elko's. Easy to get to. Easy in, easy out. You'll love it. Uh, Glenn, thank you very much for making the time, and we'll do it next week, same place, same time. Look forward to it. Thank you.